0: Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. Daniel, chapter 3. We're going to begin at verse 1. We're going to take in a lot of Scripture tonight. Amen. It's good. Beginning at verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width, six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp lyre and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, and lyre in symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshiped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up." The sound of culture, the symphony of earthliness, of worldliness, this King Nebuchadnezzar sets up this golden image and when the band strikes When the orchestra plays, you shall fall down and worship at the sound. It was quite the day. And today is quite the day. It's not so different today than it was then. In our world, there is an image set up. The king of this world is setting up this image and calling people to bow. Calling people to fall down and worship this image that is set up. This golden image. A gold image spawned by darkness and crafted by mortal hands. In our world, there is a sound signaling us to bow down, to fall down, to bow down, to get in, to bow down, to fit in, bow down, to remain in. Daniel 3, verses 4 and 5, then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages... That at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image. Now, it's real important here tonight to note these words, fall down and worship. That's the desire of our enemy. That's the desire of corrupt culture of a worldly system, that this image be set up and that people everywhere, every nation, tribe, and tongue all over the face of the planet, no matter where we are, no matter what city, no matter the coordinates, that at the sound, we would all fall down. We would bow down. We would buckle our knees and worship the image. This golden image. This is the decree and it's the command. It's what the Herald is crying aloud in cities, provinces, and nations through politics, media, social media, television, radio, billboards, and advertisement. What a setup! Here's the image. This is the image of today. This is the image of this time in history. This is the image of this culture. This is what it looks like. It's golden at the sound. You shall fall down. You shall buckle your knees. You shall bow, and you shall worship. Pay homage. I mean, everybody's doing it. There were a lot of people present at the happenings of Daniel chapter 3. There were many people present. And among the many, there were three. Daniel 3, verses 8 to 12. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you've said over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Three among many. Three that did not bow. Three that would not fall down. Three that would not worship the image. They wouldn't buckle their knees before it. Three that were in the world but not of it. Three that refused to give in. This gold image that culture had set up. This gold image that society had set up. The king of the world had set up. Fit in, get in. Remain in. We know that the culture doesn't like it when we don't fall down and worship alongside. And the enemy doesn't like it. Maybe things will go better, we think, if we just fall down and worship. Perhaps we'll fit in, or we'll get in, we'll remain in, and so we bow. People do crazy things to fit in, and get in, and remain in. Whatever that in is, whatever they think it is, whatever they think it looks like, whatever image is set up, people do crazy things to fit in and get in, remain in. The culture doesn't like it when we don't play along. Daniel 3, verses 13 to 15, then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, so they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I've set up? I mean, can you imagine being in the shoes of these three? Called in, hauled in. You're not bowing down. You're not worshiping. You're disobeying the decree and the law. Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is it true? Now, if you're ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Ever felt questioned? Ever been questioned? Why it is that you don't serve the same gods that everyone else does? Why it is that you don't fall down to worship the image that's set up Why it is that you don't blend in with the culture and look like everybody else and talk like everybody else? Ever felt threatened? Ever been threatened? Have we ever been questioned? Because we'd rather fit in and get in and remain in with God. Ever been questioned? Like, you don't watch that? Man, you don't know what you're missing out on. You don't listen to that? You don't look at that? You don't talk like that? You don't go there? See, some people, they can't stand the thought, even Christians, of not fitting in and getting in and remaining in with this culture. They can't stand it. Everybody else bowing down, and I'm going to stand? But there are some that, like these three, are more concerned with fitting in and getting in and remaining in with God. Three among many. When questioned, when threatened, What will our response be? What will our answer be? Daniel 3, verses 16 to 18, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not... Let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. I want to ask tonight, why is it that we feel the need? Why is it that we feel we have to answer the world? Why is it we feel the need to have to answer the enemy? O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego—three among many, three out of a province, three that did not fall down and worship. You know, it's one thing to stand when there's no questioning and no threats. It's a whole other thing to stand when these are present, when there is questioning and when there is threats. Perhaps when a group of friends are asking why, they begin to question why we don't bow. Or perhaps they begin to threaten. Listen, this just doesn't happen in, in elementary, junior high or high school. This happens throughout life, that there are threats to come. If you don't do this, you're not going to fit in. You're not going to get in. You're not going to remain in. You're not going to be in. You're not going to look in. You're not going to sound in. Number one tonight, don't bow to any image but the image of God. Daniel 3 verse 18, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you've set up. No matter the setup, don't bow. This is the kind of heart we need to have. This is the kind of resolve we need to have, the kind of conviction we need to have, the kind of loyalty and commitment that we need to have as the people of God. That no matter the setup, no matter how golden it looks, how good it looks, no matter how good the music sounds, that we refuse to bow down. In our bowing, we're actually worshiping. We wouldn't like to think it's so, but our bow is paying homage to whatever image is set up rather than paying loyalty and honor, faithfulness, commitment to God. No matter the questioning, no matter the threats, even if we stand as only three among many. Let it be known we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. I want to encourage us tonight to not bow to any image but the image of God. Don't bow your life, don't give your life to any image but the image of God. I'm not necessarily talking about Clothes or anything like that tonight. We're not going down that. Maybe that's where your mind is right now. I'm talking about our life and the image, the character, all things morals, the actions, the way we talk, the way we look, what we listen to, where we go, who we're associated with. Maybe we don't think this matters, but it matters to God. Don't bow to the image. Don't fall down and worship any image but the image of God, no matter how golden it is. See, the devil makes it real attractive. And even if we don't like it necessarily or we're turned off because we do serve God, the, Im- the image is there and the enemy's waiting and the, em- the enemy comes to question and threaten until we finally just buckle, and finally give in. We think we can serve God and bow down to the image at the same time, and it just doesn't work like that. So number one, don't bow to any image but the image of God. Number two, take the heat. Daniel 3, verses 15 to 18. If you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. We throw our lives into the hands of God. Complete surrender to his will. We take the heat and trust God. I wonder if there's some that when the threat comes that they're going to be thrown into a furnace, fill in the blank, change it, whatever it is tonight, that they go to God and ask for a promissory note like, are you going to have my back? Am I going to be okay? Can you, you promise me that I won't feel the flames? Can you promise me that I won't die? Can you promise? And it's like we're waiting for this promise from God before we make a decision to stand. That decision should already be made. That in loyalty to God we stand. It's not about God guaranteeing us a way out. We live to honor him. We take the heat and trust God. He is able to deliver us. If He chooses to deliver us, so be it. But if not, I love it. Let it be known to you, O okay, king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you've set up. Now, sometimes very little heat buckles knees, Christian knees. Questioning, threats. Do we sometimes not take the heat because we don't trust God? Take the heat, take the pressure, take the loneliness. Take the hostility, whatever it is. Take the reproach. Bear it to the glory of God. Number three, no motive but honor. If we don't fall down, maybe others will stand up. If we don't fall down and worship, maybe God will honor us. If we don't fall down in worship, maybe God will strike down the enemy. Blow up the image, blow the place up, kill the king, slaughter all the people. If we don't bow, maybe God will set us up. You know, these are all fine, but these are not The motivating factor behind our resolve. We stand to honor God. No other motive. We stand to the honor of God. We stand because He is God. We stand because there is only one golden image. And so we stand that our God would be honored. Stand tall. Some fall down quickly and some begin to bend bend, and some start to crouch until finally their posture is that of everybody else, that of the world. I'm sure, they fit in and get in and remain in, but not with God. You know, sometimes we feel like we're three among many. I've felt like that In Christian circles, I felt like that with other believers. Everybody's bowed down. If we take a look at our lives, you know, we're not threatened right now with a fiery furnace, we're not threatened with literal death at least not in this culture yeah we buckle so easily why cuz we're going to lose a friend listen lose the friend and keep god we're not going to have anything to talk about cuz you don't watch that show Lose the conversation and keep God. Not going to fit in because you don't know the new music out there? Lose the music and keep God. Too much? You decide. I decide. We decide. Three among many, to the glory and honor of God. Daniel 3, verses 19 to 25. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Like he was going to make sure these boys were done. Crank it up. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and with other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, the furnace was exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt in the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not know they would be rescued. They threw their lives into the hands of God. I want to say this tonight. The enemy bound them to see them fall. But God loosed them and there in the midst of deadly heat they walked with the Son of God. Is that not profound? The enemy bound them To see them fall, and God loosed them, and there in the midst of deadly heat, they walked with the Son of God. What are we going to pick? What are we going to choose in the midst of deadly heat to walk with the Son of God? Or to bow down and never have that? If they would have died, they would have been loosed. And been walking with the Son of God. But on this side of eternity, God loosed these three. And there they walked with the Son of God. Daniel 3, verses 26 to 30. Let's have the worship team return. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth the burning fiery furnace, and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. I mean, I don't even know what they thought at this point. Like, they're going to come out and get a sword to the throat. Flame didn't kill us, what next? Here they came. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the sad traps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. And they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The heat had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. Incredible. I mean, you could preach a message right there. Their garments were not affected. The garment of praise was not affected. The garment of holiness was not affected. Go down the list tonight. The garment of salvation was not affected. Wow. Not even the smell of heat, the smell of fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree, this change of events is insane. Maybe we just read this like a nice little bedtime story or an Archie comic or something else, but it's far from that. Archie comics still exist. I saw them in the line this morning. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The change of events is crazy because three decided to stand among many. They were ready to die for God, but God needed them to live a little longer. And so they were loosed, they walked with the Son of God, they came out, garments unaffected. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't know their obedience to God would initiate a new decree. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't know that their obedience to God would bring promotion. That's not that wasn't their motive. I wonder sometimes if that's our motive for obedience is that God would promote us. Or that God would initiate some new decree. Or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego threw their lives into the hands of God, three among many. I want to encourage us all tonight, all of us, to throw our lives into the hands of God. Don't bow to any image but the image of God. It's the only golden image. Take the heat. Take the heat. No motive, but honor for God. Let's we'll stand tonight. For some, it's a good reminder. For some, it's an encouragement. To perhaps rise, take a stand, trust God. Maybe to come out of some things or push some things off. You know, perhaps we haven't even hit the furnace yet, but our garments have been affected. by the pressures and threats and the questioning. The garment of salvation has been affected. The garment of praise has been affected. The garment of holiness. Whatever it is tonight. Just in closing, would you just close yourself in at the Lord. And just commit afresh tonight. I know we face many pressures and many scenes in this life and in this culture. We see a lot of things come our way through media and social media and entertainment, political realm, educational system, the work environment, social environment, the music industry, fashion industry, Go on the list, whatever it is, we see a lot of things come our way. And the enemy knows us. He watches us, and he will use a different image, tweak it, dress it up different, shape it and mold it a little different for each of us to get us to bow. But God, tonight we resolve that we will stand for you. Stand for you. Setting fire down in my soul.